Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. Second week of our series called Peace People. Uh, in order for us to be peace people, I want to teach you a word today. It's a Greek word, um, so I call it a $50 word. Um, and there it is. And some of you that like yogurt, you know that word, don't you? Right? What does that word say? Uh, yeah, I don't want to say it out loud. I might say it wrong, right? Um, if you eat yogurt, then you've heard John Stamos talk about this on TV, and he calls it oikos, right? Is that right? Yeah. And, um, and there's a lot of, and, and John Stamos is Greek, so that's like why they have him do the ads, you know, whatever. But there's actually a lot of Greek people who are really upset with John Stamos. You can go online and read about it. Um, because he actually pronounces it wrong. And like Greek-speaking people are like, I can't believe he's saying that. Um, but the real way to, and people are going, really, I've been saying it wrong. But the real way to uh, say this word, pronounce this word, is this, ekos. Ecos. So there it is. I didn't put up the pronunciation, but E-O-I is E, and then K-O-S is cause. Ecos. And, and that's the word. And I want to teach you about this word today so that you can be peace people, so that you can be people who, when you go out, you are carrying the peace of Christ with you. And so we need to learn this word today, not just learn how to say it, but we need to understand what it means. And so here, here's what it means, this term ecos in the Greek, and it's used 120, 130 times in the New Testament. It means this, it means 8 to 15 people, 8 to 15 people, some of which would be your family, um, people that you're related to. Uh, it could also be uh, people that you, that you come in contact with on a regular basis. So there you've got extended family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, classmates, etc. It's people that you come in contact with on a regular basis. So, it, and each one of us has an e-cause. Each one of us in this, we have got this, this 8 to, to 15 people who we come in contact with all the time. All the time. So this could be like, you know, some of you, when you get in line at, you know, Starbucks or Eliano's or wherever, like they know your car and they start making your coffee, right? And like they have it waiting out the window when you pull up kind of a thing. Like that barista, that person there, that's someone who's in your e-cause because you see them all the time. I think they know you. Um, don't look at my toes. Don't, don't check them out. But, but because my pedicure person, his name is Tim. Tim is in my e-cause. Okay, so, you know, the person who does your nails, the, your hairstylist, that's someone who's in your ecos. They are up in your hair. Like, you see them a lot, hopefully. And so they, they're, you've, you, they're in your ecos. Like, you see them a lot. Um, there's people that you are around, someone that you're, it's at the gym, and you see them all the time. Maybe you don't even work out with them, but they're always there when you go. That person is in your ecos. So we all have people in our ecos. It could be the, the person, the cubicle over from us. You know, we see them all the time, the person in class. Um, we don't necessarily know their story. We might not even know their name, but they are in this group of people that God has put us in. Um, and here's what I want to say. In, in this 18 to 15 people, I believe, we talked about this last week, that God is a God of strategy. He is a strategic person, um, that, he, that he actually sent the disciples out. Remember, he sent out the 72 in pairs, and he sent them out to, to do his work, to, to spread the gospel, to spread the truth of Jesus. And I believe this ecos, it's not just like a sociological, like just weird thing that happens, but it's actually a very purposeful thing that's in our life. It's, it's, it's something that has been placed there, and within that ecos, there are people who don't know Jesus. 
And if you're sitting here thinking about your e-cause, and you might be thinking to yourself, oh, well, everyone in my e-cause already knows Jesus, so I can just, I can just do my thing. I don't have to worry about it. If, if you think that everyone in your e-cause knows Jesus, you are in a Christian bubble that needs to be burst, and you're probably actually, you know, like Pollyanna, rose-colored glasses, there might be some people that you're around a lot who are moral and nice, but they don't know Jesus. And so as I'm talking to people today, and I'm addressing this message to people who are Christ followers, and there are people that you are around that need to know, and, and God has put them strategically in this e-cause. He's put them there for the purpose of you living out a life that points to him. And that's the whole purpose of it all. A study was done a while back, and it, it concluded, some of you may have heard of um, like the term that we live in different spaces in our life, like our workspace and our social life, and and um, but there was a, a sociological study that came out, and it said that really, we each kind of live in four worlds. We each live in four worlds. And within those four worlds, there's an intersection, and there's a couple of people from each of those worlds that make up our ECOS. And, and here are those worlds. It's wouldn't take really a lot to figure this out. But um, we have a biological world, which I mentioned in that definition is, um, you know, it's someone you're related to, whether by blood or by marriage, but they're people, you know, the siblings and mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles. You have people in your biological world. Then there's also another world we live in called the vocational world, and that's the people we work alongside or work with, or if you're a student, then you would call that your educational world. That's the, the where you are and the people you're around on a regular basis. So there's two worlds. You've got your biological and your vocational. Then there's your geographical world, and that seems to make, it's just the people you're around, that you live near, you live by, that you see, you wave at the neighbor, you know, before your car rolls into the you know, you shut the door and then you shut the world out. But there's someone out there in that world and it's in your geographical world called a neighbor. And then there's this fourth world called your, the volitional world, which basically means that's the world where you just do whatever you want. That's the world where you do your hobbies, where you do the stuff that you like, where you hang out. I mean, this is where, you know, you've heard, you may have heard the term, you know, you know, of your own volition. You know, it's of your own choosing. This is the world where, where you, you know, I mean, it could be anything. It could, you know, it could be music. It could, it could be, you know, stamp collecting. Justin is really into stamp collecting. It's once, he's very passionate about this, not really. Um, people are like, I did not know that about you. Here's some stamps. Yeah, thanks. Um, so we have these worlds, right? Your biological your vocational or educational, depending on where you are in your, in your life phase right now, your geographical and your volitional. And in these four worlds, this, this odd Greek word, ekos, starts to make sense because you, if you just pluck a couple of people out of each of those worlds that you live in, you get 8 to 15 really quick. That you're around all the time, that you, you rub elbows with all the time. And, and maybe we just kind of blow past these people and we forget about it, but if you stop and think about it, they're there. There are people in this world. And, and as Christians, I, I believe it's critical for us to, to not only understand this, this concept of ecause, but to actually embrace it and to actually act on it and to do something with it. You know, not just some, you know, smarty pants scientist went, oh, well, there's these four worlds that you live in, and, and here it is, I'm going to print a report, and let's go, oh, that's interesting. No, why don't we act on this? Why don't we embrace this idea and, and live into it? Because we want to be peace people. We want to be people who share the peace of God and share the presence of God everywhere we go. Now, last week, we looked at this verse in Luke 10, 2, and this is why e-cause is so important, because here's the verse I mentioned last week. Um... Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, The harvest is great, 
but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into the fields, into his fields. Okay, so here's what, this is what we talked about last week. God is a strategic God. He sends us out. And the reality is about, about our, um, our e-cause is this. The harvest is not, you know, over there in Africa. You know, let's, you know, let's support a, mission, a missionary who's in the harvest field in Africa. I mean, that's great. But I want you to think about this. You, right now, you. I'm not talking to the person next to you alone. I'm talking you are in an e-cause right now. And if you're a follower of Jesus, there is a harvest going uh, available in that e-cause right now. And, and he wants you to be the worker. He wants you, you to be the one to step up in his name, in his place, and help direct this person to him. See, it's not coincidental. It's not um, accidental that this is going on. This, you are in an, if you're a follower of Jesus, there's an e-cause around you that you're in. And there is a harvest. It's not a faraway harvest. It's a right now harvest. Like I said, if you think everyone around you knows Jesus, you are, you're misled. Or you need to get out more. I don't know which one it is. But, but we, need to know that we need to know there are people around us that need to hear this. And so through this e-cause, in this, in this harvest, we need to step up and be the workers. We need to step up and say, okay, there are people around me who need to hear the truth of Jesus. I want us to look at another uh, verse, a couple of verses in Luke today, out of Luke chapter 5. And this is where we see the word ekos. Jesus uses the word in the original Greek that we see. Um, we see the translation in the original Greek here. And, and here's the setup before we look at the verse. Well, there it is. Um, it, you, here's what happened right before Jesus says these words. You may know the story. There was a guy who was paralyzed. He was lame. He couldn't move. He couldn't walk. He went around on a mat, and he had some friends that carried him around. And Jesus was well-known at this point. People knew about Jesus. They knew what he was teaching, but they also knew what he was doing. And he was healing people. He was performing miracles. And so wherever Jesus was, all these people came and flocked to see him. Well, Jesus is at somebody's house, and he's talking. And it was so crowded that the guys that brought their friend that couldn't walk, they couldn't get even close to the house. They couldn't get near it. So they, being, you know... Very, uh, very smart here, very uh, savvy. They just, they peel back the roof of this like thatched house. You know, it'd be hard to do today. But they peel back the roof of this house and they lower their friend in. They're like, okay, we can't get through the door, then we'll go through the roof. And they went in and they lowered, they lowered their friend down. And Jesus sees him, obviously sees he's, he's paralyzed, he can't move. They want Jesus to interact with their friend. They want Jesus to heal their friend who cannot walk. And the first thing that Jesus does is he doesn't heal him. He actually looks at the man and he says, your sins are forgiven. Which kind of made people go, huh? You know, and, and we don't see in the, in, the, in the text where people actually said, what are you doing, Jesus? But it was obviously, that was the response of people. They're like, I can't believe you're just forgiving this guy's sins because he came to be healed. So, but then, so now we find Jesus and he's explaining this to them. I know, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> Verse 24 of Luke 5, this is Jesus responding to the people going, why did you, thinking, why did you forgive the guy instead of heal the guy? And Jesus says, so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. 
saying that's why I did it first. I, I did this first so that you would see that I have the authority to do this. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And that word home there is actually the word ekos that we see right there in the Greek. The word home is ekos. So you and I read that and we think, oh yeah, go home to, go home to mom and daddy. You know, go home to your siblings. Go home to your wife if you have one. Go home, you know, but go to your house. Go to the place where you live and it's just your people right there. Well, actually, it's the word ekos. And it means for him to go back to his 8 to 15. It means to go back to the people that he interacts with on a regular basis, not just his house, but this is his ecos. This is where there's more than just that. Now, I want you to stop and think about this for a minute because if you've heard this uh, passage, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, we know the story. Drop him in, heals him, yeah, he goes home. Think about this for a minute. This would be the equivalent today of someone being wheeled up to Jesus and then them picking up their, their wheelchair and walking out with it. I mean, can you imagine what's going on uh, with, with his friends, with the people who saw this, the people that witnessed this? And Jesus is telling him, okay, your sins are forgiven. Now you can walk. Pick up the thing that you came in here on. Carry it out of here. And I want you to go to your ecos, and I want you to tell the people there what just happened. And then we find in verse, 25, verse um, 26, everyone was amazed. Now, here's the deal. Again, you've got to look at the context when I've read this, I've looked at this so many times, and my first thought is, oh, all those people at that house that just had the roof peeled back, and they saw Jesus do this, all those people there were like, woo praise God, I can't believe, that is so awesome, can you believe this? You know, they're texting their friends, they're taking pictures. Um, and so, but I've always thought that it was right there at that house. But actually, in the, if looking in the original text and everything like that, that's not what happened. If you notice the verse before, Jesus said, go home to your ecos. He went to his ecos, so the everyone here in verse 26 is the everyone in his ecos, okay? He had already gone back home. There's, there's a whole lot of dot, 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 dots between 25 and 26 because he had to get home to his ecos. So everyone in his ecos is praising God. They're amazed, and they gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. I mean, so just think about this for a minute. They bring this guy to Jesus. Jesus forgives his sins, heals him. He tells him to go to his ecos. He does. He tells his story at his ecos, and the people start praising God. Now, this is why I'm showing you this verse today. Because we are people who love stories. We love, love, love to hear stories. It's why we, well, it's why we have Netflix. It's why we go to the movies. It's why we have DVR. Because we want to watch stories. We want to hear stories. We want to see how a story plays out. We like stories. When I was seven years old, okay, really I wasn't. It's not a story. I already fooled the people at 930 with this. Here's what just happened. I just want to prove something to you. Some of you were kind of in, kind of out, not really paying attention. But as soon as I said when I was seven years old, you went, oh, she's about to tell a story. About to hear a story. I'm gonna listen to the story. See, we like stories, right? You were kind of engaged, maybe not. It was kind of here, there, you know. Ecos. I thought I've been eating my yogurt wrong all along, and then suddenly I say, when I'm seven, oh, a story. We like stories, and this is what's important about an ecos, people. There are at least eight to fifteen people in your ecos right now. If you're a Christ follower, who are who need who, who are who are dying. To hear a good story? 
And I'm not talking about made-up story, fiction story. I'm talking about like the real deal, true story for you to live out the truth of Jesus Christ in their lives. Because that's what this man did. He didn't go home and, and tell them a fairy tale, even though it was miraculous. He went home and told them a true story. Maybe just by his very presence. He didn't have to say anything. He just showed up and here I am. I couldn't walk and now I can. And people were amazed and they praised God. In his ecos, people came to know God. They praised him because of him. And this is why this is important. If we want to be peace people, we've got one to recognize that we have an ecos. There are people in it. There are people that need to know about Jesus. They're not all perfect. They're not all saints already. And then two, we need to be people who can tell a story, a real story. And, and this is what I've, I found interesting in this ecos um, is that you know, what, make, what made the church just absolutely just blow up and expand, what made the church just take off in, in, after, you know, with Jesus and after Christ, what, what made this happen is this. Those people who were telling the story in their ecos, who were going out, they were people who had integrity and there was evidence of life transformation in their life. Integrity and life transformation. So as I talk to you about your ecos and you're thinking, oh yeah, I can, you know, there are a couple of people that I know God has kind of put around me. I know, you know, that person that I always say thank you to, but I've never gotten to know them, you know. Or, you know, there are people that are in your ecos, maybe you're thinking about them. I want you to understand that not only are they wanting a good story, but they're really going to be impacted if you're a person of integrity and you're a person who has evidence of life transformation, so if you're saying, yay, Jesus, yay, Jesus, but then you're stubbing your toe going, oh, Jesus, okay? See, those things sometimes conflict. Just saying. Sometimes we say we praise God, but then we use God's name to curse. You know, and that's just one example. You know, is there evidence of, of life transformation? When you say you used to be lost, but now you're found, are you living like you're found? Are you living like, like you, you know that, that there is more? Are you living like there is a, a better way? See, this is the evidence of the fact that, that, that people who, and this is why the, new, the church as it was beginning just started to blow up and expand in crazy ways because they were hearing stories because they wanted to hear stories, right? We all want to hear stories, but they were watching the story because what if the paralyzed man came in and said, hey, I was paralyzed, but now Jesus healed me, and then he collapsed because his legs gave out. See, people would be like, well, I don't really know if that really did, that, that's not. We need to be people who are living with evidence of life change. If you want to be peace people, if we will be peace people, we need to have an evidence of life change in us. Now, um, here's a couple of things, and I, I said this at the first service. I said, I know this might sound like an infomercial, but sorry, I'm not sorry. Because I'm about to share with you some practical ways I think you can impact your ecos. Um, some ways I want to give you right now, like tools, like instead of me just going, hey, you have an e-cause and, and do something in it, I want to share with you some practical ways for you to, to live in your e-cause and share the, the power and the truth of Jesus Christ. I, I want to give them to you because, I don't know, I just think that's what I'm supposed to do. So, um, so here's one way, and I already mentioned it in our announcements, but here's one way. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. Very important part before I tell you the details. Um, you've probably read statistics before, maybe, maybe not. I read church statistics because we, we work in the church. It's what we do. But there's this statistic that says that 75 to 90% of people will engage with the church in some way 
if they're asked to, if they're just invited. So think about this. In your ECOS, in, in that ECOS, think about 75 to 90% of them saying, yeah, I'll come if you ask them. Now, here's the deal. When I say, you know, engage with the church, I don't mean just coming to a worship service because you know what? You know people and I know people and they've had some really bad experience in church and the last thing they're going to do is get up on a Sunday morning and go sit somewhere in pews or chairs and, and do this thing that we're doing right now because of something that happened to them. But if you were to engage that person and say, hey, this coming Saturday, we're going to go pay for people's laundry and we're going to hang out with them and talk to them and wash their clothes. You want to come? They'll be like, yes, I would love to do that. See, there's people, there are ways that we can engage people. So we can engage them by, yeah, inviting them to worship, but that might not always be the case with everybody. But we can, we can ask people, we can invite them to be a part of serving others. There are people, not only are people dying to hear a good story, but listen, you know, there are people who, you know, we, we kind of give like millennials and a lot of people a hard time for not doing anything. But I just know there are people who are saying, give me, let me know about something I can do. Give me something I can do. Give me some, something I can put my hands on. Give me something I can, I can direct my feet towards. I want to do this in the name of Jesus. So not only worship, but serving. But then there's also this other way. 75 to 90% of people will, will come if you ask them. Is, is, and one of the ways we engage in the church is in our small groups. And I know that what I just heard, because I have really good hearing, is I'm not in a small group. And I heard you. I can hear you thinking. It's a, it's a crazy gift. Um, and here's what I would say about that. Get in one. Start one if you're not in one. If you can't find one you want that is out there, start one. Talk to me. I will help you start a small group. And then ask someone in your ECOS to come and be a part of it. I mean, it's just, it, this is the way to do this. This is, this is what we want to do. Is, is we, we're, we're on this... God is strategic, and if we call ourselves his followers, he has given us ways in which to draw people, not to us, not to our church, but to him. People who say, I used to be this way, and now I'm this way, and I want to serve him. That's what it's about. So 75 to 90% of people will come if they're asked, and we can ask them to come to worship, we can ask them to serve with us, we can ask them to be in a small group where they can really talk things out and ask questions. So, practical way to do this in your e-cause that you're thinking about. Hopefully, God's even calling your people to mind, uh, names and faces to mind right now. Um, this coming Saturday, we're having our great day of service. Hold on. Make sure you take your bulletin with you today because in that is a link. And it takes you to the great day of service webpage and it will give you information. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can go out this coming Saturday and serve. We've got our soup kitchen here at the church. We do the second Saturday of every month. You can serve other people. We're going to laundromat. We're going to do people's uh, laundry and hang out with them. We're, we're going to be working in yards, doing some yard work. Um, I know I'm forgetting a few other things. There's some stuff available, all right? Go online and check it out. But with this, you might not be here next weekend or, or whatever, but... If you have some change or a couple dollars you want to throw it in that bucket, you can help next Saturday. Um, but that's just a very practical way. That's the one in your ECOS. You say to someone, hey, you want to come with me and help serve some food for an hour and a half? Sure. Love to do that. Okay? It's that. It's, it's that. There are people in your ECOS that you can ask this of, and they will come along with you. And they will do this. Um, here's another way. Um, yes, ask people to come to worship with you. Why not? You know, I, I think there are, there are some people that have some bad experiences. Um, 
you know, one of the things that we do here purposely is we try to it not look kind of like what maybe, you know, church has been to a lot of people, you know. Not only do I wear jeans and t-shirts all the time because I just don't have to think about it, um, it is because, listen, you invite someone to church, oftentimes one of the responses is, I don't have anything to wear. But guess what you get to tell them? I mean, unless they're wearing like a bathing suit or something, you know, you could probably say, hey, what you got on right now is just fine. Actually, our pastor wears jeans and t-shirt. The worship bands, we, I mean, it's just like, you know, you could just ask them and say, hey, come with me, come to worship. Let me give you some practical things about worship uh, this summer. One of the things we started, what, five or six years ago, I think, Justin, we started doing our Summer at the Movies series. Now, we don't show full-on movies during the summer, but we take a, a movie each Sunday, and we talk about how that movie is seen in light of the gospel. And we don't, we don't make the, the, the gospel try to fit in the movie. We say, here's some truths out of this movie, what, which whether the people making the movie knew it or not, here's the, here's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we take movies, and we're doing this over nine Sundays over the summer, uh, starting in June through the end of July. And, and it's an amazing time. And we used to see, you know, kind of, you know, attendance, people being here and stuff, which kind of go down in the summer. We see with our Summer at the Movie series, that's actually when a lot of people come to our church for the first time, and we see everything kind of going up. Um, so that's a great way. Again, you might, there's someone in your ECOS. I'm sorry, not sorry, if you're bored right now, but I'm giving you some practical stuff. Someone in your ECOS, you can say, hey, um, June 5th, we're starting a series, uh, Summer at the Movies, and, and we're going to be looking at movies. Would you, you want to come? I know, I know you told me a while back, I can't, you know, that church, you can't stand it, whatever, your granny's church, whatever happened, I don't know. But man, will you come to this? Yeah, 75 to 90% of them will say yes, okay? In our ECOS, so this is a really practical way to do this. Um, parents, all those kids that took off for children's church, uh, good news, uh, bad news and good news. Bad news is we don't do children's church over the summer. Good news is we have a 930 service. And during the 9.30 service, we have the Rock Sunday School, which is amazing. So parents that like to be a little hands-free during worship, come to the 9.30 service over the summer. Let your kid go to the Rock Sunday School. You know someone in your ECOS who has kids. Invite them with you. Let the kids go to the Rock Sunday School and have a great time. And you sit here and be a part of the awesome Summer at the Movie series. Practical ways. You are in an ECOS, whether you know it or not. I hope you recognize it. Here's some practical ways to do this. Um, already mentioned the small group, um, inviting someone to be a part of that. Students, 6th through 12th graders, listen to this. Um, August 12, 13, 14, Disciple Now. It's going to be amazing. Uh, they're calling it Limitless this year. Uh, that's the theme of it. Um, it is the biggest youth weekend of the year. It's amazing. Um, we have so many students get plugged into our ministry then. Not only that, but then their parents start coming. We, families connect to our church through this. If you're a student in 6th through 12th grade, listen, there are people in your ECOS. There are people in that. And, and you can invite them to be a part of this. You can just say, hey, I go to this church. I'm a part of this student ministry. There's this thing we're doing, and it's awesome. You want to come with me? It's, it's really that, that simple. Um, and so this is a practical way to live this out. Vacation Bible School's coming up. 
Oh man, we still need leaders for that. Um, we've got some amazing people as part of this, but it's gonna be an awesome time this summer. You know, I love it. A lot of our college students that are here for the summer help with this. Our students help with this. Um, it, it's just an amazing time. Listen, parents of kids, invite someone. Kids, you know someone in your ECOS, you know somebody, and you can invite them to come to Vacation Bible School with you and to be a part of this. It's about, listen, we're in it. We can't, let's don't deny it. Shannon, you keep talking about this ECOS. I'm not in one. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And these are practical ways to live this out. This is what I want to say to you in closing. I know it kind of sounded information and stuff like that, but you know what? I need practical ways to live out my life. I do. I, I, I can't live on theory. I, I just can't do it. I, I need reality. And, and to me, this is, this is it. Okay, I'm in an ECOS. Okay, um, what do I do about that? I'm just offering a few ways just a few ways to do that. But I want you to hear this. There are people in your ECOS and they won't know if you don't tell them. You have been strategically placed and there are eight, at least eight to 15 people around you that need to hear the truth, that there is a God and not only that, but he has actually given his son Jesus to give us new life, to give us redemption, to give us hope so we don't have to live the old way any longer, that we can actually do away with the old way and live into something new. And that God has put us in this group of people to share the truth. He wants them to come know it. I mentioned this last week. I had a friend, and I was in her ECOS. I was in it. And I watched her, and I listened. And I saw in, in that person, in that family, I saw uh, uh, evidence of, of life transformation, and I saw integrity. And I wanted to know more. And so when she asked, and let me tell you something else. She asked me to go to church like for months and I wouldn't go. And I'd be like, what time is church? 11? Oh my gosh, that's so late. Oh, doesn't that come before noon? You know, like I just, like the idea of going to church, I was like, that's so late in the day. I can't understand that. It was a different time for me. Um, but she asked and eventually I said yes. I watched her. I was in her ECOS. And, and eventually I said yes to that invitation. So just because you get a few no's, don't let it hold you up. Listen, this was Jesus' plan to spread the gospel right here. Ecause. This was it. And if you are a Christ follower, you are part of this plan. And I'm just going to confess to you, I haven't done a very good job. And I'm just going to say to each one of you, and I hope it doesn't hurt your feelings, but I think we could all do a lot better. If we're followers of Jesus, I think we can do a whole lot better. And Jesus loves you. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you have most definitely put us into an e-cause. That it's not, it's not coincidental. Um, this, is, this is not happenstance. I don't believe in such a thing anyway. I think everything's in on purpose. And so here we are and we find ourselves in these places in our life where we work, where we live, where we hang out, where we recreate, where whatever we do, Lord. And, and here we are and there are people around us who are dying to know about you. They're, they're dying to hear a good story and the best story we could ever, ever tell them is that you love them and you have something more for them. God, would you open our eyes to the people in our ECOs around us right now? The ones that maybe we've ignored, maybe we just haven't seen them, or maybe we haven't wanted to. 
God, would you give us boldness and not the kind of like irritating weirdo boldness, but just, Lord, that we would be ready, that we would be looking for ways to, to just talk out the truth with them. God, would you forgive us if we have not shown integrity? God, would you forgive us if we have, have not been people who are, who are living a life that's evidenced by life transformation? God, if that's the case, then, then we need to go back to step one and, and, and really get it right with you. We need to be people who surrender ourselves to you. We need people who say, you know, God, I've, I've been claiming you as my Lord, but I really haven't been living that way, and I need to surrender all of myself to you so that I can be part of your plan, so that I can be a productive part of this strategic plan you have to bring people to come to know you. God, I pray that, that we would just realize that we are part of something so much bigger than ourselves. And for each one of us that calls ourselves your follower, Lord, in reality, you have touched every one of us. You've forgiven our sins and you've healed us. And I pray that we would go out in our ecos, for all that we can tell that done, story. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.